I could just send out one little text and millions of dollars would come flooding in. If I took that same group and said, Adam and I are about to blow shit up with martial arts, crickets. Welcome to the Relentless Entrepreneur Podcast. They've been trying me, but I'm resilient for real. Follow your path to success alongside icons. I like thought of profit, man. I hardly do percent. And industry leaders in martial arts and fitness. I'm, I'm a hard hitter. Hey. This is the Relentless Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's get it. And now, Adam Kiefer. Hey, everyone. What's up? First official video podcast. With Travis Renner. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about, but we're like, hey, let's just do this. And even though it's November 1st, we're still sober Octobering until the summit. So this is sparkling water. We're enjoying. Topo Chico. <laughs> uh, you've become a sparkling water connoisseur. As of almost, October, October 1st, I became one. Almost like a wine connoisseur, but like Travis has a rating system. So we got the summit coming up. You're excited. We, we've both been working on our speeches yeah. and rewriting them over and over <laughs> and over again. I think I'm just going to stop and do it as it is at this point. So you're talking about creating a five-year plan. Yes. Unless I change my mind. Yeah. That's currently what I'm doing. I have 10 speeches out there in the front counter. So um, without giving away anything in your speech, what, when you went over your five-year plan with your team, what was the response? Uh, better than I ever expected. Yeah. In what way? Hmm. Like, I sometimes feel so confident in my, uh, what does Bryce call it? Future casting or something? Future casting, yeah. yep. Uh, it's probably one of my greatest gifts. But to put it on paper and to walk people through and to not give too much away, but even include their pay, uh, to the best of my ability, uh, you know, in that particular business, we had two of the studs over and those two studs are all in because they now know what journey we're going to take and they are ready to link arms. Yeah. It's been cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you did a, like what a, almost a month ago, three weeks ago at this point, probably at least them. a month. Yeah. Are you still seeing them like same yeah. motivation? Saw them today. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I came from. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very motivated. That's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, just what explaining your vision can do. Cause we did a similar thing with the agency this week and yeah. pretty much every team member messaged me afterwards. They're like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> like I'm in. Um, well, I got lucky there. Just by chance, pop in. Yeah. Right. And I got to see it in the vision boards, and that tickled my fancy. I'm like, that's it. I'm all of my peeps are going to be making vision yeah. boards now. <laughs> it's a good time of the year going into January. Yeah. yeah. Get everyone refocused on their goals. For sure. Um, anyone that's watched the podcast before, you guys know Travis was a former fi- uh, pig farmer. <laughs> and one of, <laughs> One of the things that I, I tend to hear with people that know I'm partnered with you that they're like, well, if I had a Travis, all I need is a Travis. Well, if I had Travis's money and I don't think anyone realizes that like you didn't start that way. Like, so what was your first transition to go from like a transition is like a buzz term right now, but to go from pig farmer to like taking your first step to building what you built. 
Jeez. Uh, a lot of it was my parents did a good job hiding how little money we had, hmm. but I was probably just a little smarter than they thought. <laughs> uh, you know, I never knew we were on government cheese and government butter, but I was just telling the story the other day. I don't know if it was to you, but I was just telling someone that my mom would get these blocks of butter that must have weighed five or 10 pounds. And I remember going to the grocery store and looking for butter. And I was like, well, look at these just little <laughs> tiny ones. Where's the mid five pound ones? And she's like, shut up, get in the cart. <laughs> so they did a good job hiding that. But I, you know, they, I bought my own car and I thought that was because, uh, you know, just discipline. But they couldn't afford a car for me. So I bought a $1,600 car in cash. And, you know, so maybe a lot of that uh, helped. Yeah. And then I moved here right after Kansas State <laughs> <laughs> and started working in the fitness industry. And I think my best financial year. Uh, you know, when you get your, uh, like your social security once a year and strangely it tells you your income. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but no. I'll, I'll look on there and it 24,000, 25,000, 26,000, 24,000, 20, I was making 26,000 a year. My first eight years of my career, riding a bike, living the pig farm life I grew up on. And then, you know, I got really good at saving money, even on that budget. Uh, and that's probably where it started for me as I started maxing out my Roth IRA, uh, you know, and I think at that time I could put in 4,000 a year and I found a way to do it. And then I, I got up to about 80,000 then I got married and she was making about 80,000. Oh, I've never felt so rich in my life. <laughs> Still riding my bike for quite a while too, you know, uh, but during that time we saved her entire income and I was still probably saving 20% of mine. So we just saved and saved and saved and saved. And then as my income grew, we would just kept saving all of hers plus some of mine. So we were able to gather, you know, almost a million dollars in 10 or 12 years. Uh, and then that's when we decided to, our, our first venture was when we launched our first ornery and then our income obviously went way up real quick and we were just sacking away so much money. Yeah. Did you have like a specific vision at the time of like what you're going to save money for, or was it just a habit that you got from your parents or it was just a habit? And I don't know if I got it from my parents, but probably I don't think they saved much money, but I don't think they had enough, you know, and Dave Ramsey, I have always listened to him. Uh, and even now with, deeper pockets. I try and follow his systems. I leverage money more yeah. than he would prefer. I was going to say, yeah. all debt is bad debt. I was like, let's do a take on that, Travis. Yeah, <laughs> I, I borrow from myself at this point, uh, you know, and so I still have to pay interest on the money that I borrow, but it, but that money stays in the stocks. Hmm. So currently how I'm doing it is I pay 3% to borrow money from myself and my money has been growing about 11 so it just seems to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to bump into Dave Ramsey and say, Hey, I borrowed $2 million for myself. Is that a terrible? I, I, if he said that's the dumbest thing ever, I'd be shocked because if, if I'm only borrowing at 3% and my money's growing faster than that, well, this year I got my butt kicked, but notoriously 
it seems safe to borrow from myself. I don't borrow from banks or anything anymore. But I think Ramsey's main message is going to people that aren't good with money. Supposedly. And I think that's what it is. Yeah, me too. Because I know Robert Kiyosaki is good friends with him, and Kiyosaki is like, <laughs> never use your own money for anything. Borrow everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's my oldest brother. He's seven years older than me, and he works at a bank and is in charge of their investments. And, you know, one day I hope I can be as smart as him with all that. But <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So you moved out here. You're starting the fitness model. Yeah. And you were at like a big box gym, yeah? I was. Yep. Forever. For, for uh, starting sales? Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get out of it. Moved over to the training side, started training people. And if anyone's ever been a personal trainer, they'll get a kick out of this. But what you don't realize is one on one training, it's usually with a woman. Not that many men do one-on-one training in a big box gym. I would say 90, 10, 90% sure. women. And I specialized in women that were 100 pounds overweight. Well, eight hours a day, grinding them. And every time they caught their breath, they were complaining. You know, uh, I would be too if I was 100 pounds overweight. Sure. You know, uh, if you're 100 pounds overweight, you usually have some deeper issues. And being around at eight hours a day and just going home and then coming back eight hours a day, ugh. I didn't notice the toll it was taken on me. So then I moved over. I stayed on the personal training side because I loved it. Uh, I helped so many people lose 100 pounds plus. Mm. Uh, But then I just decided I was just going to sell all the training for the trainers. Uh, I did a really good job. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't believe the sales I was able to do back then. And I think that's what gave me the confidence to, you know, uh, my kid's mom, her name is Becky, and the two of us decided to invest in Orange Theory. And believe it or not, our first move was to buy the state of Arizona. Mm. And that's a pretty bold move, but I'd already been doing this for 20 years. I'd, I had probably, at that time, I was probably managing 600 people. Uh, we had four big boxes. Uh, I was like the acting CEO. I was never the founder of it. There was these two brothers. And... Uh, I mean, we absolutely killed it. And that's what gave me this possible ego back then that I've fought to get rid of. I think I finally beat that off. Um, But anyway, it's, uh, I haven't thought about that stuff for so long. (laughs) Uh, When we started, we bought into half of one unit and it wasn't doing that well. And then there was another unit in North Scottsdale that was, so there was only three orange series, I think, if I remember we tried to buy into both of those. The other guy wouldn't let us. And then from there, we just started building because we had a decent nest egg. And I think back then an SBA loan, we would put 20% down and they were about 300000 to build. So 60000 to open these up, we were able to open quite a few. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they, because we're so good at pre-sales, that's what I did for the big boxes too. At the time, I think the best orange series had done 85 pre-sales and our first one, we did 400. Mm. So we made $25,000 our first month and we've never made money like that ever. So then the second one, we made $45,000 our first gross? month. No, no profit profit. Okay. Good. Very first month. Like the day we opened, we made $25,000 in profit because we had six months free rent. You know, uh, the second one, we had 550 pre-sales. And so day one, I remember we ran $75,000 
And that's only because we had 25,000 in declines. Uh, and we chased those down all month long. We hit $100,000 in revenue our first month. And I don't remember what our bills were, but that was when <laughs> Becky and I were like, what in the world? Are we the luckiest people ever? So then it was how fast could we expand? Yeah. So you came from the fitness world. I, I dragged you into the martial arts world. <laughs> oh, she can't even imagine. We, we got to talk. You got to have a better term than drag. <laughs> I can't tell you guys how many conversations Travis had with me in the past where he's like, why martial arts, dude? You could be a trillionaire in any other industry. Just let me make you more money. Like, what are you doing? Talk, t- talk to everyone a little bit about like your initial thoughts about, about the martial arts industry. Cause you, you didn't come into it through me initially, sort of. I think I dragged you all the way in and you had like a pinky toe in before that. You want me to go all into all of it? Yeah. All all right. right. Let's do it. All right. Let's check them. Yeah. Uh, The way I got in was a very close friend of mine. Uh, I always say best friend, but I don't know if that was quite true, but a very close friend of mine. He had been with me through the big boxes. Uh, When I left and started Orange, he was the very first person I recruited. Uh, The day I quit, I met with him the next day. he kicked butt with me all through orange and then I sold. And, uh, right then I got a pile of money that I wasn't quite used to. I was used to making money, but I wasn't quite used to that. Yeah. Uh, we sold for a, a deep eight figure deal. Yep. And when that got wired to my account, I mean, I felt like Tom Brady. <laughs> I was like, I was like keeping yeah. doors open, <laughs> popping champagne. <laughs> there was plenty of that. Yeah. It was very confusing to Becky and I. We just kept texting each other like, what in the what is going on right now? <laughs> so, you know, and, and nice thing is, is we, uh, he was one of them that owned 10% of one of them with me. So on that day, I believe he got a $100,000 check as well. Uh, I made many millionaires that day from a lot of my staff. And that's probably the day I realized that tickles my fancy mm-hmm. the most. So anyway, one of my giving back things is this dear friend of mine, I'll leave unnamed. He doesn't deserve yeah. that because it ended up turning sour, but he owned his own martial arts school. And I remember going to his grand opening and I was like, not bad. Like he did very little budget. And I was like, man, you can open these things up for like near zero. Yeah. And unfortunately too many people do. Yeah. <laughs> they do open them up true. for yeah, their own drywall, you know? Uh, so I built a shrine you probably can yeah. agree it's a shrine. I think if I remember right, I spent $350,000 building the studio Jesus. Yeah, for a martial arts school. And I just remember I would tell him, Hey, what's the best mats? And I think he said tiger mats or something. Or zebra. Zebra. Yeah, All zebra right. mats. And it was yeah. some African. Yeah. And I was like, then get them. And he was like, well, I think half of them should be springy and half of them. And I'm like, whatever you want. And then do this and do this. And I want this thick glass and bleachers and the sexiest bathrooms you've ever seen. And so it was money I'd never even imagined. So I just frivolously yep. spent this thing. Our rent was uh, 10000 a month. Yeah, a little over eleven. I think. 11? <laughs> you would know better yep. than me. That's a long time ago. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care what the rent is. We will blow this thing up. I'm so good at pre-sales. So I turned this guy loose, and he just went off to the races. And, I mean, I remember... I don't remember all the numbers. I'll, I'll get as close as I can, but maybe month three, 
we were like 18,000 a month. And I was like, well, that's rent (laughs) and utilities. And then we got to 20 and then we got to 23. And I just remember thinking everything I've ever owned, all the oranges, I think the worst one did a million a year. So I was kind of like, we're projected to do 300,000. I mean, I can handle some losses. Yeah. I could have shut the thing down and, and paid rent for the 10 year lease. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then him and his wife got a divorce. Well, I don't know what it was, but anyway, yeah. they, yep, they had a falling out. And uh, man, it he walked out on me. And I remember he was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, what? So I built this empire for a close friend of mine. And then when life got hard, he just jammed out. And I was just left there scratching my head. And you know, it's really interesting is that was probably the low of lows for me because I, yep, I had just killed it. And I was like, I'm ready to help people. And I couldn't wait to help people. That was my first experience of helping people. So immediately I was like, nah, I'm just going to help me. And it made me very selfish for quite a while because my very first at bat of helping people, I built a shrine and I was so proud that I was able to do that for a friend of mine. I mean, I owned a hundred percent of it, but I was paying him. Yep. And my deal was, is when I get my initial money back, he can own, I don't know, like 90% or something. Yeah. yeah. I was going to be very generous. I just wanted my initial money back, no interest or anything. And when he walked out, I was like absolutely soul crushed. It wasn't the money. I just wanted to shut it down. I just wanted to write a check for, I think there were 600,000 left in rent. And I just wanted to write that check and be done. And I believe it was probably within 60 or 90 days of that. I talked to this asshole on the phone. Actually, I think it was before that. Was it? I was out here the week that he left. <laughs> How'd you know you were the asshole? Yeah. I just assumed. <laughs> no, so that you guys brought me out to train the staff for that week. Oh. And okay. that same week, what a coincidence, I'm out here and he's like, peace. Yeah. That was something. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know as much of the the story before yeah. I came yeah. out here though. Yeah. I just told it the other day. And I hadn't thought about it for so many years. And strangely, that night, uh, must have been three days ago, I laid in bed for like four hours and just rehashed it. And, you know, to this day, even though it's panned out better than imagined, like no one knows how this thing's about to go. Yeah. You and I. Yep. (laughs) That's the Elon post (laughs) you posted. I read that and I was like, "Ah, I don't even feel comfortable sharing it. I'm not as weird as you in that way. If I shared that with anyone in my group, they'd be like, did you just say that you're going to do that in martial arts? And I'd be like, I know. The funny thing (laughs) is I share it with martial arts people. They look at me and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, right. Martial arts. Okay. So what I remember my story then, because I'm missing a few things. My story was, I remember being on the phone with you Mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, I need to increase business. And I'm just used to buying people out. That's kind of my world. Yep. So I was like, I'm going to start calling owners nearby me that own these little crap shacks and just, you know, cause most of them are making 4,000 a month in their own pocket. So I figured I would just say, Hey, how about I just keep paying you 4,000 a month or come up with a number. And I remember running that number by you and you were like, that is way too much money. Oh, with the school that you guys <laughs> yeah. acquired the students from. And I, I remember like, like, you are crazy. Yeah, I remember I being like, on the phone <laughs> and just being like, one more time. And I, I barely knew you. Yep. And you were like, that, that was the is, first time we had a conversation, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Way too much money. And I was kind of like, not for me. And it doesn't matter. I'm like, it matters to me. 
I just want the students. And I don't remember what the number was, but I remember I already had the check written. So I wasn't asking for permission, but you sure were giving me your opinion and I, I didn't want it. I hung up that phone call <laughs> and I turned to the person next to me at the office and I was like, that guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like, can you believe he's spending this much money yeah. for a martial arts school? Well, it worked. Maybe it wasn't supposed to work, but I'll give you the credit for turning that around. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So, okay. You, even when I came out here, though, you weren't sold on martial arts. So, like, after I was out here for the week, we made the agreement to partner, and you still you still weren't quite in on martial arts. I think the <laughs> summit the last... you want to word it? Well, I think the <laughs> summit last year was the first time that you looked at me and you're like, I get it. That, that was the first time I heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah, I even remember some of the things that led up to me getting it, but I still didn't get that you and I wanted to do martial arts. Mm. I got that you and I wanted to help other martial arts studios become better entrepreneurs, yes. blah, 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 like your shirt. Yep. I was in on that part, still didn't want anything to do with opening a second martial arts school. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Confession time. <laughs> awesome. I like figured a, I would address that when it was like time a to address. Therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think most of the people maybe listening to this might be in martial arts. Yeah, I'd say majority of martial arts. Well, so get out of that circle. Yes. No landlord wants us. Yeah. No money wants us. No banks want us. Yeah. No relatives want to invest with us. Like, that's why I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I can just put on Facebook today. Hey, I'm going to start my own fitness brand. And I, I don't even think I am being cocky. I think I would have $50 million thrown at me <laughs> to be like, let's go. Because yeah. that is what my group is good at. Yep. Uh, and I'm good with my group, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I could just send out one little text and millions of dollars would come flooding in. If I took that same group and said, Adam and I are about to blow shit up with martial arts, crickets. Yeah. People would be like, yep, he is lost in drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll come out the other end and wake up. It, it's a industry that is so far behind. And my familiarity with it is taking my kids to a place. And every time I drop them off, I'd be like, what the? Yeah. And that's my. And I, I hate to say this, I'm not trying to put down anyone in the industry, but that is Nor most martial arts schools. It's they're sort of piecing it together yep. as they go instead of having the vision from the beginning. Missing ceiling tiles, fifty thousand trophies from the seventies. You know, like uh, they're all the same. The saying is the more martial or the more trophies you have in a martial arts school, the shittier the school is. Shittier <laughs> looking. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like the only one that cares about those things is the guy that that owns the school yeah. or the guy that owns the school. Yeah. It I don't know why it is what it is uh is this going out before summit um it'll be close timing it might be like the same weekend okay because there's a couple things i want to hold off if it goes out on sharon but uh my i have very certain views about martial arts uh, and you know i think i took my kids to three or four different schools and all three or four of them missing ceiling tiles, trophies. The instructor was uh, like overweight, ninety pounds yeah. overweight, smelled like weed. You, you know, <laughs> and I was always just like, if I own this, this shit wouldn't be run this way. Because yep. I was looking at it as a CEO. 
you know, I was looking at it as a multimillionaire running my own brand. That's when I was dropping my kids off, like ceiling tiles sagging with water. And yeah, they're like yellow. They yep. used to be white. And I just thought, man, like maybe I should just invest in this place just to clean it up. Like for $30,000, I could make this thing look fantastic. Yep. And I could go in today and it would still look the same. So then when you're like, you ready to open some martial arts tools? I'm like, well, here's a hundred bucks. Will that get us like 20 of them? <laughs> I could make money on the TI improvement check I get back. In Arizona, the TI money, you know, for fitness, I was getting 40 bucks a square foot. So I was getting a hundred thousand dollars. So in my brain, I'm like, I mean, I could open up 10 martial arts school and make a million dollars right there alone. Um, I had a pretty bad attitude about it, especially considering the orange theories were beautiful. Yes. They were absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, so what, what was the turning point that made you go from like F this to there might actually be something here? You. Like, was it, <laughs> well, thank you. Was it like a moment it was just, or is it just me annoying the hell out of you for as long as I did? No. I mean, you, you influenced me very slowly, uh, very methodically i think you probably had too much respect for me at that time or whatever mm-hmm. you know like you were still tiptoeing around me and stuff and uh, i think that was lucky because i think if you would have just said let's do this i would have been like All right, i gotta be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> i think you would have saw the real me like i'm letting someone go me you know yeah. uh, i was very very not interested but i love helping others and i thought you know what my first rodeo with this guy went so piss poor uh, that I don't mind giving this another chance. And I, I kind of still looked at it like these people probably make 400,000 a year in gross. Mm-hmm. And they're probably making 50 to 60 K trying to take that back to their family. So they're living like my family grew yeah. up. big sticks of butter for free in the government, if you will. And I wanted to help that group. So I got in more of, I want to help that group. And then, you know, I'm just a business dude that just looks at data. You know that about sure. a lot of people don't, but I get a KPI sheet for my gazillion businesses every Friday. Strangely, it is like amazing. <laughs> I get it right where you're sitting. I close the door. I tell my kids, you bother me. All hell will break loose. <laughs> and I throw a party in here. That's my favorite thing. I look at last week, last month, last quarter. I trend stuff out to see how it's going. So I was doing that with martial arts all along and I watched it creep from 30 to 35 to 40 to 45 to 50 to 60 to 70 to 80. So it became a million dollar business. Then the timing wise, I would go to the quarterlies with you. Yep. And I was pretty shy in those things. I'm sure everyone can attest. Yeah. I wouldn't even be in the room for 30 seconds at a time and I would leave. I never made myself available accidentally a few people would trap me and yeah. I, would, I thought well adam will be pissed if i'm a jerk so i'm just gonna sit here and act <laughs> interested and you know what was interesting is they were doing 30 and 40 and then they were doing 45 yep. and then they were doing 48 and then they started bragging to me and then you're up there saying our school does 80 uh, i think that was on facebook yeah who else wants to have a dream Yep. In their studio, all hands being raised. <laughs> that stuff turned me on because I had no part of that besides starting this thing. And to watch what you and the team did, and then to watch that these people now believe they can also do 80 
And I was standing so far back and not communicating with anyone and just watching. That's what I'm the best at. Yeah. And I just watched and watched. And pretty soon I was like, this shit is turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> so to this day, uh, Mr. Frank uh, sends me the KPIs every once in a while that people are getting. And strangely, it's more exciting than looking at my own right yeah. now. I'm used to mine being awesome. Like when I get my numbers, it's like 1.3 million, 1.3 million, but they've been that way for two years. Yeah. So, and then quarter four, you know, we trend down and then quarter one in the health and wellness industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You can't even print money that uh, fast. So January, February, March, whoo, straight back up. So it's cool for me to be on that Facebook page. I now am addicted to it. Everywhere I go, that's all I look at. I haven't scrolled Facebook for so long, but I got a relentless CEO. Karen will post something, yeah. or whatever it is, and just, here's how we did it, trunk or treat. I read every damn one of those things. I see names. I start recognizing, like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. It's funny how it just happened so organically for me. I didn't even want to be part of it, and I'm sure people felt that. I'm sure people told you that. I stayed so far back. I would come down and watch the people I liked. I'd watch Kelly's shit. And then I'd sneak back up to my room. And then I'd watch Jonathan sneak back up to my room. Now I park my ass in there, and I don't even know why. I, I uh, don't learn a tremendous amount from the room, but, man, I just love being part of it. And I don't even know why. Who cares? Yeah, It just happens so organically, and it is really badass to watch yeah it's been it's been fun to have you super involved and yeah yeah as soon as i saw you on facebook one day <laughs> you like you like sent a message i was like wait travis has a facebook he knows how to like use facebook yeah i think i went ghost silent for five years on facebook yeah i had it turned off for a few years uh because you know the books i listen to are like scrolling yeah. that is just for i agree it's for goofballs yep. yeah so i stopped doing it completely and then this is what kind of brought me back in. And then, you know, it's funny. Bryce was the first person that said, hey, man, just want you to know when you reply, that shit turns me right on. Yeah. And I was kind of like, thanks, brother. And then like a month goes by. And Mr. Frank says, holy shit, thanks for your engagement. And then Chris, it just started happening so naturally. Kelly would text me out of the blue and just be like, thank you so much for your involvement. So I started realizing, oh. I actually can make a difference here. Absolutely. I, I should stop dragging my feet and being an asshole, you know? So I'm all the way in now. Uh, I think about it so much. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't fucking wait for next week. Oh my God. I've been preparing for so long. I may have prepared too much. I'm better natural. Yeah. I might actually be like try, uh, trying to read in my, I memorized this. I got to get in my left brain. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think we're going to change some lives next week. I think um, the the cool thing that you bring to the mastermind group and also just like the industry in general is a perspective of an industry that's 10 or 15 years ahead. Cause we've had people in both fitness and martial arts, but all those martial, they were started martial arts, went to fitness and all those martial arts tendencies started creeping into the fitness, their fitness business. And then they started resorting to the same crap yeah. that they did before. Um, whereas you are bringing like, like who was who doing pre-openings in martial arts before yeah. you taught me that, that system. And I think if this industry grabs a hold of it and starts running with it, they're going to realize that the difference it makes. And I know you're talking about that at the summit, yeah. how, how a successful pre-opening. And for those of you guys listening, I don't know what pre-opening is. Pre-opening is 
when you're marketing full memberships before the the location even opens. Uh, so that way you're starting cash flow positive. You're not in the red. You're not worried about what if we don't get people coming to the door once we open. Yeah. Um, the, the the one thing that like hurts my soul is in a lot of these Facebook groups, I see people like, oh, I, I opened my school this month and we only have seven students. Any any marketing ideas? And I was like, ah, I'm like, that's just not proper planning right. ahead of time. And I think part of it is, is no one in our industry was really doing it. So all the people that they're learning from, no one's talking about pre-openings. Uh, and now it's cool because agency clients are, will hit us up and they're like, Hey, I saw so-and-so open up with 140 students. Like, <laughs> what did they do? Like can you jump on a call and teach me. And, and then we're running pre-opening campaigns now for a, a lot of those places. And they're having great success. Uh, we had one guy that his first, his first school was in a different state and he sold that school, uh, moved to Florida and we did his pre-opening in Florida and he's like month one, I made more than I ever made at the other school that I had for the last 10 years. He's like, just from pre-opening, he's like, I would never thought that. Yeah. And, um, it, it's been cool because I think that that one thing alone, I think is going to change what a lot of new school owners are going to be able to do and how long they're going to be able to open. I know, um, I was reading a stat when I was working on my speech the other night that 50% of businesses closed in the first year. Um, which or sorry, 20% closed in the first year, 50% closed in the first five years. Um, and for martial arts, the numbers are higher than that. 90% closed in the first five years for martial arts, which is pretty insane. But I also would say a hundred percent aren't doing pre-openings and, and that might be a, a big reason behind it. Um, I know you and I have talked a lot about just this industry being behind yeah. besides pre-opening. What, what other areas do you feel like they're just in the stone age still, you, you know, financially is the biggest problem. Yep. I've had so much time to think about this. And now that I'm more involved, there's probably 10 of our 50 uh, current clients. Yep. I would say 10 of them I've gotten accidentally very close to, you know, they're the ones that pulled me in. Sure. So I've had a chance to talk to all them and you know what? Only a few of them are even making the money right now that they even remotely deserve. Yep. Uh, and imagine where they were a year ago before right. this. Well, I saw their numbers a year scraping. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they went from making 5,000 a month to now some of them are making like 15 and 20, like this, this batch like profit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, even at that though, you know, I was just part of a group, uh, where we sold, let's say, so Becky and I, we owned 19 orange theories, uh, pretty much outright. Yep. Uh, we would, we would allow a 10% partner. Like if you were the head trainer and you had $50,000, you could own 10%. And then other groups would have three. We sold three packs, three packs to this group and this group and this group. So call us 10 groups. Uh, and they owned, you know, a hundred stores or whatever that we were a part of. And we helped them. I would, I would say of those groups, the worst one or the second, second, I don't know the worst one. The second worst one was still probably making a uh, 50 to 60,000 a month in income. Yep. Uh, we were making five, 600,000 a month, our group. And so with that, the amount of advertising we were able to do, the amount of money we were able everybody. to spend on pre-sales. Yep. So that's why people say that, Oh, must be nice. But our very first one was Becky, myself, and the guy about the karate school for it was us three. And we set every record ever. 
and we did it for damn near free. So when people say that, I'm like, careful, Florida University, F you. (laughs) 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 It hurts my feelings. The second one, I did a lot. Becky did a lot, lot. Yeah. I kind of took over the kids at that point because she loved pre-sale for some reason. <laughs> she likes people more than I. And then a lady named Tasha. And then again, that same guy. And we were able to, we did that on probably a 10,000 a month budget. Mm. And then towards the end, we got lazy and we're just throwing like 30,000 a month, you know, you know. <laughs> just to get the number. But uh funny thing, I was just thinking when you said, I don't blame any of the martial arts people. And that's why, that's why I like this is the martial arts is such a tight knit community and they've created your own inner circle and it's the wrong inner circle. Agreed. And, but no one knows that, but if you're a six degree black belt and I'm a fifth, I already have a tremendous amount of respect for you. So I'll listen to anything you tell me, Mm. but unfortunately you might be able to teach me how to kick, but I might be able to teach you how to kick ass financially. You know, so I think that inner circle is probably why I'm ready to be more involved. Because when I go up there and talk, I already see people giving me the Florida University pre-sale. You got to go out there. I can actually watch people's body language be like, fuck this guy. (laughs) (laughs) My five-year plan stuff. I'm going to hit all of those goals. I always do. That's the one thing you and I share in common. If we put something down on paper, I'm going to die trying. I don't know how to stop. It's my addictive personality, which can land me in all kinds of bad places. But as long as it's focused on a number of openings and making sure we hit this revenue and maintaining these profit margins, I never miss. So I want to show people because like everyone out there i don't like when people tell me what to do so we've been talking about a starting pre-sale for how damn long yes yeah let's don't even go over that whole other podcast episode on this lease negotiation (laughs) yeah (laughs) i wish i could say the landlord's name and put them down we're we're getting closer but i have no doubt that we are going to just set some pre-sale numbers yeah you know what We'll, we'll keep our budget We'll be full disclosure. That's the thing I'm excited yes. for. I would like to throw a hundred thousand dollars at our pre-sale just so I can look like the top rooster. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. I want to show people that you can get one hundred plus, two hundred plus with a normal budget from your first studio yes. cash flow in fifteen thousand a month, and then. You know, I was doing a martial arts uh, five-year plan out there. I'm sure you're going to shut it down because I just have us open in two years. You know, I would have shut that down. I might tell you to go faster. <laughs> I know that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It just went two, two. So we have one, two, 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 two for the next five years, and that puts us at eleven. And I got done with that, and I have over here how much that costs, how many pre-sales, the net gain, the arm. You know, uh, how much the staff will be getting paid, senior VPs if someone buys in. I have it all done on one giant post-it note out in that front room. I'll show you afterwards, and the bottom number is extremely disappointing to me because I'm like, that's five years from now, 11. Why only 11? And I think when people first hear that in the martial arts world, Florida university, yeah, but you and I look at it like, why only 11? I would rather have 30. Yeah. I think I I put 25 on the initial five year. I just did a first rough draft. Yeah. I just did a rough draft. I thought about, I'm thinking about presenting that. Uh, You're the one that brought it up to me and I'm like, why wouldn't I? 
Well, the reason I didn't is because I get that Florida University. I do. I when I'm up there talking about pre-sales, or better yet, Mister Fancy Yellow Pants or whatever he was yeah. wearing that day, Malone. Malone. <laughs> I <laughs> love I, that dude. I looked around. Who? Yeah, I do too. But when I looked around the room, I saw a lot of unengaged people because he's like, "Let's just tell you folks to do it." You know, and that's the attitude it takes for pre-sale. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So, uh, funny pre-sale story. I'm going to forget. Uh, I think the trophy might actually be up there. That glass trophy. I think that's what uh, that actually is. That's my one trophy I've kept. You don't have a bunch in like <laughs> all your fitness locations. No, I think that one's a. Oh, that is. That's a training one. But uh, anyway, 2006, I helped open up. I did a lot of the pre-sale, but I had four bryces these guys were just as good as bryce like they were unbelievable they even looked like bryce they were animals. that part's not surprising <laughs> uh, bryce is a stud so i'm like i'm trying to make sure everyone understands these were the best of the best sales guys yep. uh we pre-sold for seven months because it kept getting pushed back and it was 29 dollars a month and 25 dollars down guess how many pre-sales we did that was my first pre-sale in the 29 of a month and $29 a month with $25 down. I don't remember what the revenue I hope was. A million. <laughs> but, but guess how many actual pre-sale memberships we had before we opened our doors? On the first one? 7,000. So that was my very first experience with pre-sale. At school owners, don't drop your prices to $25 <laughs> because you think you're going to get 7,000 no, people. In at a big box yeah. in Arizona. Now it's $10 yeah. a month. But back then it was 29 So when I that was my only pre-sale in the big boxes. So when I opened Orange Theory, I was like, we're doing 7,000 of these things. <laughs> that was where that I was, was coming from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I started up here. Martial arts is still at like 10 is better than zero. No, it's not. It's the same. 90 is near zero. In my yes. Mind. So I think my mindset of my past isn't even fair. And that's why I'm so damn excited to actually get out of the gate. I, I want to do five at the same time. I'm so ready at this point. It's funny when I talk pre-sale to martial arts school owners because they'd be like, "What do you? How much are you going to spend on marketing?" And I, I start telling them what our, our budget's going to be. They're like, "Oh, that'd be cool if you open with a hundred. And I was like, "What?" It's like, "Why only a hundred? Yeah. I was like, "200 is like the floor for me." Yeah, and then 300 is is the goal. Yep. And if we if we beat that, that's awesome. But I think what's going to happen is once we hit those numbers and and be so transparent about it. All of a sudden, you're going to see some other pre-sales happen in our schools. Where like, people we got 200, group. we got 250, we got 350. And all of a sudden, I, th- I think that is going to be one of the biggest things pushing the industry forward in the next five years is people are going to be like, holy crap, Like I didn't have to struggle on month one yeah. like I did. We're changing the inner circle. Yeah. That's how I view it. Uh, we're just changing the inner circle. The inner circle of martial arts is broken. And it's not bad, but it's broken. Agreed. It's time to stop talking about how many black belts you have, and it's time to start talking about how much gross you have, how much profit you have, how many units you have over a million each. Because my goal out there is the 11 unit, you know, the not my goal, but my current five-year plan out there, there's 11 units and the average revenue. I think I have it at 75,000. And I probably stared at that for an hour when I got done. I sat out at that big table. It was on that little wine glass out there, you know, and it was just sitting there and I was just staring at it. And I was like, that's not going to be believable for people. And then I was like, ah, your Elon Musk post. I need to stop thinking these little jackass thoughts. I want to deliver and I want to bring people up at the right pace. But this group is so small and we're so like 
aggressive now yeah with our future plan of and, if they're in not an with industry us. that's very based on tradition and doing the same thing the same way for years and years and years which i'm just i am cautious because i don't even know the language you know like uh, i still remember getting in trouble because i walked into some dojo and with my shoes on and just strolled on the mat and someone was <laughs> like what are you doing and i'm like looking around and i take your shoes off and i'm kind of like why these are my nice shoes. I have really nice shoes on. I didn't bring my little heel thing. I have to untie them. They're to take your shoes off. Like they were pissed. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> well, I am now cautious of those. Now I like stand outside and knock. <laughs> Do I have to, can I come in before I take my shoes? Cause I don't know how these things work. Yep. So I always tiptoe around. Last thing I want to do is hurt someone's feelings. But the more I'm around you, you're always like, hurt their feelings, yeah. hurt their feelings. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm in that mentality that sometimes you just need someone just to punch you in the face. And yep. while you might be pissed at them at the moment, afterwards, you're like, man, that woke me up. Yeah. That got me to see things differently yeah. when that happened. And I know not everyone responds the best from that, sure. but my entire life, the people that are just like, Adam, this is why you suck. That That's what I took to heart the most of like, all right, I can fix this shit. Me too. And I am excited for our mastermind and the way we're going with it, because now that you and I have this aligned vision on it, our vivid vision now, mm-hmm. uh, I am more excited to kick people out than yeah. to bring people in because notoriously I'm good at this. Uh, I'm good at firing people. <laughs> 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 just stay there. <laughs> I'm like, you know, let me just pause there for a minute. Let that sink in. I have fired probably 50,000 people in my career because in the big boxes, we had almost a thousand employees. Sure. So it became a normal thing for me to fire 10 people in one day. You know, uh, it was such a strange thing. And then I started realizing the meaner I got during the firings, those people would go on and start their own and kick ass. Mm. You know why? Fuck Travis. Yep. So, and you know what? I'm in. You saw my post on Messenger the other day about yeah. that. Yeah. I uh, I wanted the group to know sometimes letting someone go, we're going to start letting people go out of our group that aren't taking it serious. And I want to let them go myself. I I know Bryce might want to do that. And I'm sure Mr. Frank will want to do yeah. it. I want to do it too, because I want to be like, you know what? Prove us wrong. You go kick ass on your own. Cause right now you're not doing shit. We're asking you to do. Yeah. So we don't want just part of this. Like we're ready to hurt people's feelings in this small group. So in the mastermind, I'm ready to crush a couple of souls, but otherwise I'm still tiptoeing around the yeah. martial arts industry. Yeah. Well, I think our mastermind also has a different mindset than a majority of the industry. For and sure. they didn't all start that way, but they're definitely getting yeah. to, to that point. Um, and for you guys wondering what the hell Travis is talking about, we just put a policy in place in our mastermind um, that the coaches are going to vote out whoever the worst implementer is that's a client of the mastermind and the person that's just not making an effort to show up. So we, neither one of us need to make money from this mastermind. And in that vein, it's different than any other mastermind being run in our industry. Cause if you look at pretty much every other mastermind, it's someone that no longer runs a school either because it closed, they went out of business, sold it, whatever. And now this is their only source of income. So right. they're going to take anyone and everyone, no matter how exclusive they, they say it is because they need the money where our mastermind, it's funny. Like 
we we turn people away pretty frequently that apply if we don't think they're the right mindset or the right culture fit. And I, I had one guy that I turned away that that hit me back up like a few days later, and he goes, "I want to be in even more now." He's like, "Because it shows that you guys are actually <laughs> exclusive." He goes, "You turn people away like you you said you would." And now that we have the the group in there, we're not about collecting monthly payments. We're about making sure that. The people that are in the group are getting a return on their investment. And the only way that they do that is by implementing what they're being taught and showing up and participating and, and consistently working on self-improvement. Because you and I belong to a stupid expensive mastermind that that we pay for. Yeah. And the mindset in that is like when I go, I'm like, if I don't get my money back. I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. Like I'm not doing the work if, if that happens. And um, I almost wish they would do the same thing where they kick out people that aren't, that aren't implementing. I think you see some people like, let's go, like, let's make it happen. But um, it was funny because we announced this policy in the mastermind and all of a sudden me, Bryce, Jonathan, our messengers are blowing up like, yeah, Hey, I, I need to link that. to the KPI sheet so I can fill out my KPIs for you guys. So, so I actually deleted his mine. little thing where he's like doing my yeah. KPIs now. Yeah. That was so funny. Jonathan's like, I've never received more messages from our group asking, <laughs> asking for help ever. Guilt. Um, the guilt was setting in on their lazy buns. That yeah. Day, yeah. And I think at the same time, it creates like a competitive edge for everyone where they're like, man, I'm going to hustle my ass off to make sure I'm not that, that bottom person. Um, and then it also opens up more space for the people that do want to come in and implement and, and aren't just there to be in the cool kid group or brag about being in the mastermind. Yeah. I don't want to keep harping on, I don't want the whole thing to be about our mastermind yeah. unless you do, but well, I, I, uh, my new favorite thing is every morning right now I have the same routine. Uh, I drop my son off. He has wrestling at 6 a.m. Uh, so I drop him off at like 5.50. I'm back here at 6, and I'm usually out hitting the dirt, you know, by 6.05 or 6.10. And uh, I've been putting in 6 to 10 miles. And so I'll turn my phone off because otherwise it's like, Bryce, Vanessa, Kelly, yeah. Bryce. I don't even get to listen to my book. I just get nonstop reading through my AirPods. I do the same thing at the gym. Yeah, so I turn it off. And then uh, I'll get home, and I'll just get myself caught up, and there'll be, you know, a 1,000 messages amongst the coaches, which – is my favorite thing yeah. right now. I could be on there all day. It's like, it's even good in sober October. That's about the only thing that was good yeah. for me. And it's over October <laughs> <laughs> that and Joe Rogan. Yes. Uh, and then I'll go to the CEO mastermind Facebook page and I'll see a member asked a question. This is hands down my new favorite thing. And nine other members of our mastermind answer before a coach even answers yeah. and it seems like the coach just ends up putting one of these that yeah read this yeah right, this person's and right that is when i'm like this inner circle is changing everything yes the 50 people besides the one getting kicked out whoever that is the 49 people yeah. in there seem to get the best answers from the smartest people who have learned from one of our coaches or you know like Frickin' Palin, Mr. Yeah. One Million Members. Good Lord, if he answered, I'd be like, Adam, we're implementing this today. When I got his numbers and he was kicking our butt, I'm like, that's what yeah. I needed. I'm like, I'll, I'm taking this guy down, <laughs> man. Good luck to me. It might take a while. But seeing the KPIs and seeing we're getting beat, that was cool to me. Yeah. Because I am hyper competitive. Wait, wait till you see Christopher Bros. I don't want to. Uh, Alan already has me trembling. I think Chris the last two months did 140 <laughs> grand each month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I want to learn anything 
from this person then. Yep. You know, and that's the best part about this group is I'll be on there asking him questions. What in the hell are you doing? I, I like that though. I, I like how, I think it was Karen that asked a question and like seven or eight people, none of them are coaches answered and all of them are great answers. Yep. I'm like, I know we're doing a good job. Yeah. Our coaches, Agreed. our team is doing a great job. So I would rather hear a peer, just me, maybe not you, but I'd rather hear a peer tell me what to do than a coach sometimes yeah. because a coach is getting paid to tell me what to do and a peer isn't. So I'm going to believe the peer. And then when I see a coach point saying there, I'm kind of like, Holy crap. What a cool thing. Yeah. That alone is worth the admission fee. It's funny too. Cause I, I was in the habit of just re responding right away and not reading the rest of the comments. And then once I started doing that to respond, I look at the rest of the comments and I got three people to say the same shit that I saw. So I'm like, they're all the same. They're all the same basic answers. And some of the questions are like emergencies. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, we lost a kid. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember what that. the hell do we do? Like 15 answers within like five minutes, yep. still not a coach because we're working, yeah. you know, we'll get to it within an hour or so, but I've seen some emergencies on Facebook and usually there'll be six answers within five yeah. minutes. How do you put a price on that? And you're not asking the guy down the street who has 90 students and did three in pre-sales. Yep. You're asking people that are doing a million dollars a year, you know, or, or you're asking someone who used to do 300,000 a year, nine months ago, and now they're doing 700,000 yep. a year. That's the smartest bastard around yeah. someone yes. on that trajectory. Yeah. So I, I just the Facebook page alone, I would pay our admission fee for those awesome. Yeah. Because I like asking hard questions and getting straight ass to the point answers. So anyway, you can tell I'm involved now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you can also tell that with that group, they legitimately care about each other's success. Oh, hell yeah. And like, yes, they're in there for their own growth and their sure. own success. But when someone posts like, like Karen, I think is like the cheerleader of the group for sure. Um, I love her posts, but when she, when she posts like so, something new that she accomplished or a new milestone, like yeah. everyone is jumping on there. They're like kick ass. That's awesome. Yeah. And I swear if I took every martial arts school in Phoenix, Gilbert Chandler, all of them, several hundred, and I made a Facebook page, it wouldn't be, no. like it, it, it would say, Hey, you guys proud of me? Crickets. Or Florida universities. We need to, it's so competitive. <laughs> like we, we need to add you to the Century Martial Arts Group so you can get real perspective yeah. on yeah. the industry. I, I don't even need it. I, I already know <laughs> it's the wrong. I know. Everyone listening to this is like laughing about the Century Martial yeah. Arts Group right now just because anyone brags in there, they're getting shit out. Well, that's not my. That's not how my style does it. Right. That's not how my instructor does it. So and it's, it's just about like, yeah, your styles for weak people and your yeah. style sucks and. It's always about styles. It's never been a business, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I think the styles and the tradition can be used as an excuse for why the business isn't there for a lot of people in the I industry. Suppose. It's it's gross. Yeah. Because in fitness, if it's a spinning school, we're a little more tight-knit, believe mm -hmm. it or not. I can go to a fitness function and see hundreds of people I've let go. They're out there kicking ass, and they're happy to see me. It's a tighter group. Yeah. I don't know why, but and I don't care why. <laughs> I only have one duty now: do the uh, same thing yes. to this industry. Yeah. I was about to say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah I, I love where it's going, and I, I know we're still pretty far away from getting Sorry. the industry there. But it'll be cool, like in ten or fifteen years, to sort of look at where the martial arts industry is and be like, "Yeah, I remember when we had that first conversation about this? Like, this was yeah. this was the goal to get there." Well. Uh, you know where it all starts is uh, 
in the mastermind, I'm going to talk about a few things that really tickled my fancy. And one of them was Jonathan uh, talking about some of his pricing structures. Yep. I was like, what is that? 625 a month. <laughs> you and I were like, we need to, we need to raise prices. We need <laughs> that was the day I'll never forget. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd be saying that. I didn't. And that think was I'd one of be the best that. freaking presentations I've, I've ever seen. That's the day I wrote him a note and everyone was getting yeah. jealous. But I, I was like, my mind is blown. I was like up here after my Google Performance Max thing. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, that was a good presentation. I was and asleep. Then, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> but then Jonathan did his presentation. I was like, that was so good. I feel like I need to go back and teach something else. <laughs> that was something. Yeah. You know, that was one of them. Uh, the day I found out that Palin. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I looked and I was like, Dallard Studley, he, he doesn't answer many questions. He's a great listener. I bet yeah. he's a pretty good businessman <laughs> <laughs> here. I was like, thought he's probably a C plus. I didn't know he was. Like, yeah. That's a family run business too. I didn't like know that. he was killing us. So same thing. I got those numbers and I'm like, there's another, like, there's another one of those yeah. wow moments. Every time I get one of those, I might see, now, the fact that those guys are up there sharing how they did it, that shit turns me. Yes. Because most of the time when you're the stud, you're buttoned up. Because you don't want your you don't want the dojo down the street to get your, you know, secrets. So the fact that we're all sharing this and I am hyper focused on stop sharing outside the group for now. Let's yeah. kick ass right here and then let's set build the example. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Let's build that. Have you, uh, you follow Ed Milet at all or have you read any of his books or listened to his podcast? No. Okay. I saw him speak, uh, in where was I? Austin. Is that where TNC? No, San Diego is TNC, right? Uh, traffic conversion. One of the things that he was talking about is he goes, uh, every family that's a billionaire family, it started with one person that decided to make a change and do things differently yeah. to take that family from poor to be in a billionaire family. Yeah. And that one person changed the the lineage forever. Sure. And uh, hearing that, I was like, man, I feel like that is our responsibility yeah. for this industry is to, to be the one that changes it forever. Like I want in the future where people are like, Hey, how do I open a martial arts school? I want to open a bunch of these things. They fucking kill it. And I want them talking about our industry over the fitness industry, like keep it the fitness industry, they're still doing this shit. Martial arts industry is like up here. Wow. Like that's that that's what yeah. I want to get it to, yeah. and that's what I want to elevate it to. And um, I think hearing Ed Milet speak about that and just like saying, "Hey, you need to step up and be the one yeah. that changes it all." I was like, "Man," I was like, "That is a a great mission to have for this industry is to to be the one for it." That's sexy. Yeah, I have some personal, uh, you know, just because I came from a poor family. Uh, they're wicked smart, but it's a tradition thing. Like when you get a farm, you don't sell it. You just don't. And I don't know why. <laughs> don't even let me get started on this. I hope my family doesn't watch this, but like we could sell the farm for a lot of money, even though the farm probably only makes uh yeah, I don't know, maybe 400,000 a year or something like that. It might be worth $10 million, but oh, it's not even an option. Matter of fact, if someone was like, we'll give you a billion, my family would be like, no. Reminds me of martial arts. It's, it's tradition. Yep. We pass this on. I'm like, you're just passing on a piece of crap. You know, uh, it's very similar to me. Yeah. It's too deep in tradition. They're trying to make it biblical. They're trying to keep it like BC, and we're trying to take an AD. Yeah. You know, uh, anyway, it reminds me a lot of the same. And then 
I always had a goal that I wanted to be a millionaire. It's always on my vision board. It was just why it was cool to, for me to see everyone's vision boards. I'm kind of like, yeah, I remember when my vision boards were like that. And then you update them and you update them. Now, mine don't really have any cars and houses and stuff on it anymore. Now, mine just has a big letter B because I want to change the lineage. I know, I know I'm going to be a billionaire. Yep. Uh, I know I am. And to me, it's cool because I now probably have 10 people that believe me. And those 10 people, are all kicking ass. Uh, they're all linked arms with me at this point. They see what I see and they're kind of like, well, I mean, shit, if you're going there, can I tag yeah. along? <laughs> they, most of them have passed me at this point. So that's my new thing is I have these groups who will be at this mastermind, but my old executives at Orange Theory now own their own gyms and they're murdering it. I'm sure. It's crazy to watch. It makes me so much more proud of them than it did getting my paycheck. They're all millionaires now, and they're doing the exact same thing I used to do. They're doing it better. Their pre-sales are killing it, <laughs> and I don't even know they're opening them. They'll text me and say, you coming to my grand opening tonight? I go to their grand opening, and I'm like 300 people deep in line. And I'm like, this is so awesome, <laughs> man. I didn't even know they're opening. And you know, they all have two, three, four of these boxes now, and they'll bring the rankings, and they'll come have a nice bottle of wine over here. And they'll show the Arizona rankings. And so my three executives together own 10 gyms and they're first through 10th. <laughs> and not only that, it has a revenue. 10th place is like 63,000. 11th place is like 35,000. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. And it's all just, it, it had nothing to do with me per se. It had to do with just changing the inner circle. Yeah. Yeah. Just had me getting out of their way and just telling them how awesome they are. And then one day they bought that shit. They knew they were awesome. Yeah. It's the getting rid of the limiting beliefs that I hear so strongly still uh -huh. even in our mastermind. Like, Oh, but how it's like, Oh, how not? I sound like biblical sometimes. Our community is just different. It Travis. is. No, I'm just but saying that's, that's one the of the excuses we get. Our community <laughs> is just different. I'm like, yes, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dragging them through like, no, it's not. That's why I'm so excited, though, to get our next one going. Uh, I get tired of hearing, oh, I need my own dream. The only way you're going to get your own dream is if you read the five levels of leadership, you and I are somewhere between level four and level five. I have a hard time giving myself a five. If you Same. Give, okay. uh, I'm like, if you want to yeah. give yourself a five, I'll applaud. But I always say I'm a four and a half. And you know what? Uh, if you're a three, you're never going to find a four. If you're a two, you're never going to find a three. Yep. So the thing that people really need to focus on is it's you. It's you. Yeah. If you're listening, grab a mirror. Yeah. Look at that person. If, if you level up, you will get a dream. Yeah. But the only reason we have a dream is because she answers to you and it's made her level up. Oh yeah. You've Jeez. leveled up. She's leveled up. Everyone's leveled up around you. It's cool to watch. Yeah. So I get tired. Oh, if I had his money, well, how do you think I got it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I leveled my ass up, man. You know, and same thing. How did you get dream? I keep hearing the same thing. Oh, if I, it, it's not fair because well, that school's doing so well because of you. And I'm like, because of me, I'm like, when I was involved, we were doing 25,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it has nothing to do with Travis. Yeah. And if I've had anything to level you up, that's awesome. But that's the only credit I'll ever take. 
Because I always hear people saying that kind of like behind our backs. Yeah. Oh, if I had that kind of money, we haven't thrown money no, at the school. Like we have zero since I've been here. Yeah. I won't even go into details yeah. of why. We got the old controller a mile down the yeah. street. <laughs> we can't throw 10 cents at that thing without her chewing my butt. Yeah. yeah. So we've done it the old-fashioned way. This next one, I don't really want to throw money at it, but maybe number three, just because I want to expand so yeah. damn fast, I might start throwing some money at it. But that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited to share our budget with our pre-sale number. Yes. Yeah. It will not be... 35,000 a month, like people are no, thinking it is, no. yeah. even though I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> it would go faster. Same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be beating people off of sticks well, at that point. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's hard to explain why we're going to do so well, but it's just if people would want, follow you for a day or follow me for a day, yep. they'd be tired if they followed me. My ass moves and shakes these days. Yeah. I put in seven miles. I go freeze. I stop by one stop and grab a smoothie. I come home and answer 10 calls. I go get my kids. I take them to football practice. The entire time they're at football practice, I'm on the phone with attorneys. Yeah, I think people would be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a shit. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think people think that we're more hands-on yeah. with things than we are, to be honest. Because like when... I, school owners will come and visit MX like randomly without giving me a heads up. I like that. And they'll be like, Hey, I'm at the, I'm at the school. Where are you? And I was like, I'm there like one, one hour a week. <laughs> yeah. Like if that, and I was like, just give me a heads up next time. I'll come meet you. But I was like, that that's not what we do. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too. Cause I think a lot of school owners think that that's what you have to do. I understand. Yeah. Dancing bear. <laughs> Dancing bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember, uh, it's in my speech. I'll need to go grab it. But the guy said, the more your involvement in the business, the less your business is worth. Do you remember that saying? Oh, yes. Yeah. The, yeah, the more your business is relying on you, the less your business is worth. Yeah. And I found that to be true when we sold to private equity. They, I didn't know they were setting me up. I was lucky. Uh, I had a uh, 19 orange series in three different States. So some of them I'd been to once in three years. So these guys were hammering Becky and I, what's your involvement? What's your involvement? And Becky's like, well, I do all the payroll and stuff. And from the house who hires, I'm like, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> who fires. I don't know how, when was the last time you went into a store? I'm like me, uh, I haven't been in a lot of my stores for years and I think that's what they wanted to hear Yeah, because most of the time when you sell to private equity, they're like, we want you tagging along for five years and we're not going to pay you anything. Part of the deal is, is when you sell, they want you. Yeah. We were getting questions and we were getting set up and we didn't even know, but we had the right answers. We were just like, we're never there. You know? And he's like, who is the manager of this one? And I'm like, no idea. (laughs) (laughs) They'd say the name and I'm like, I don't know. You know, and they just couldn't believe that. And I think that's actually why we got the amount of money we yeah. did. So you guys have zero involvement. And I was like, well, now you're hurting my feelings. <laughs> I mean, I started the dang thing. Like, we kicked ass. We were very uninvolved uh, on accident because we own so many. Yeah. So, you, you know, I when I heard that at that last uh, war room, that really, that turned me right on. I was yeah. just like, I got lucky. We got lucky. Yeah, Becky and I got very lucky to answer those questions appropriately because everyone else they bought out, those people are still working for them and they are grinding. They're living on airplanes and, you know, like, thank the Lord. I would have broke my, I would have quit. Yeah. I'd have been like, forget the whole damn sale. Yeah. So 
that's what you and I, I think, need to work the hardest on is if you have one stool and your name's on it and it's your pride and joy, open for more. Go through the pain. Yep. Yeah, go through the pain because then you're forced to get uninvolved. And every single time, 100% of the time, almost, as far as I'm concerned, when you get the hell out of the way, your stool looks Yes. I don't even know why. We had to, I think when I was managing school, we were doing 45,000. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as I pulled away. Well, you took yeah. it from 25 yeah, to yeah, 45. Yeah. Congratulations. Put, put Dream in there. And yeah. uh, when we hit 84, I was like, Congrats and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was so butthurt. I didn't have any of that floor yeah. left in me. I do get a lot of wish we had our own dream, and I've been shy. Now when I get it, I'm going to be like, you know why you know? Yes. You ready for yeah. this? Take your earplugs well, out. The, the podcast episode with Dream, she pretty much said that. Yeah. And it was the thing I got messaged the most about on that podcast, like, Man, that hurt when we heard that. And if you, if you guys didn't hear that episode, um, I asked her what she thinks when people say to her, like, man, I wish I had a dream. And she, her response was, maybe you don't have a dream because you're not an atom. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was like, even when she said that, I was it like, was the right answer. you just kicked a bunch of people right between the legs. It It is the exact, if you get the John C. Maxwell, five levels of leadership. It states it right in there. If you're a three, you'll never get a four ever. And yeah. people will be like, Oh, I will. You might get them, but they're going to quit right yep. away. I, everyone knows who's alpha. We're all animals. You know, the biggest lion gets the first feast and just the way you and I carry ourselves maybe. Uh, and a lot of it is just because of the different things we've already accomplished. Sure. It, it isn't an ego. It's a, you know, when people give me a compliment, it's been like 10 years now where I'm just like, oh, thank you very much. I actually hear a compliment and I take the compliment. But for the longest time, I was like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I watched you get there too. I used to compliment you and you would make up 10 different excuses and you would give someone else credit. Oh, I still do that shit. <laughs> not, not that you're getting so much better at it. And that is exactly why dream you know, and I hate to bring her up this whole time. She'll be blessed yeah. if she when she listens to this. But I can go to the studio the one time I've been this year, and if Dream's there, I can I see the way people look at her. Yeah. You give Dream a compliment, she's like, "Thank you very much." You know, she'll look you right in the eyes and be like, "Thank you very much." So it does. It all starts from the top, and that's my goal and mastermind is grab a mirror. The fifty people we have in there, and the fifty people we're about to pick up next week. Yeah, grab a mirror look in that mirror and start the self-improvement process. And it's a shit process. It sucks. It does. Phase one is I suck. You're going to cry a little bit <laughs> as you yeah. go through it. No, <laughs> I'm not saying you right I'm now. Not, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know I did. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we, we did pretty good. Yeah. It's too easy. Yeah. We had no, you and I could do this for 12 hours. Yeah. We had no intention of what we we're going to talk about or anything, but uh, I think it came out well. Yeah. Um, make sure if you're listening, you guys subscribe and like, so you get updated every time we have a new episode drop, got to do the business part of it. Travis, thanks for jumping on. As always, come see us at the summit. The summit's already out when this is released by the recordings. Boom. There you go. Have a great day, everyone.